0: Hey guys, how you doing? J.P. Sarikolia here, and I have a question. How is it that DC, the DCU, fails to connect with the audiences the same way that Marvel does? Uh, yes, they do make money, and they do have a very faithful fan base, um, but they ultimately they just don't connect. And that's the reason some of those movies, the movies that we get from DC sometimes they don't make the cut or they don't make it so well at the box office. So today I really want to find the reason, I want, I'm want i asking the question, and I want to really explore the reasons why I believe DC is failing at the box office most of the time. Uh, so we're going to have the discussion in today's podcast. But before we get into it, I really want to thank those who are supporting this channel. Uh, I appreciate that you're following me. Uh, those who watch my uh, main channel, JP Sar Reviews, thank you for your support. Those who follow me in in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Uh, I always have the links in the description so you can follow me there as well. Uh, I love to have conversations with my followers, with my viewers, uh, with my listeners. So it's a great place to really to connect with me and to really have a a better conversation person to person. So thank you for that. Also, for those who are following me on my gaming channel, J.P. Sari Gaming. Um, I do also have another channel where I share my personal uh, spiritual walk, which is Born Again TV. You're welcome to follow me there as well. And again, now Age of Heroes has his own channel here on YouTube. So I'm, really, I'm busy. It's been a busy week. It's been crazy. Uh, I get a lot done. You know, a lot of work to do for every channel for the podcast. So it's, it's a lot of things on my plate. But I appreciate um, the people that really take the time to really look into my content and the ones that they leave a comment and take time to really have a conversation with me, that's the most enjoyable part of what I do here. So I wanna say thank you from the bottom of my heart. But definitely, I want to get into the conversation because um, it's something that it really bothers me a lot, and it's been bothering me for a while, and I have talked about it in in different times throughout this podcast. Uh, lifespan. I have talked about it in different ways. Uh, You know, it it has always come through the conversation. What I believe is the failure of DC. And uh, it, it always gets, I would say, instead of getting better, it seems that it continues to be the same. It continues to be the problem that we see with this company, uh, with Warner Brothers, with DC, and is the lack of understanding of the audience that is coming to watch these films. And of course, there's always going to be this comparison between Marvel and DC. And of course, it's going to alienate people, Some, uh, particularly those who are comic book readers, are going to defend one company over the other, depending on their preference. So Marvel fans, people that only read Marvel comics, are going to defend Marvel. People that only read DC comics are going to to defend DC and then you have people like myself in between that I don't care for one or the other I care for both I read both comics I I read more than just Marvel and DC so to me I try to be as open minded as I can and but sometimes it's hard to because and particularly with DC uh, DC goes in a different route that I would like for the company to go uh, with the in this case with the movies, and they particularly trying are trying constantly just to appease a particular sector of the I would say of the viewers, which in, in particular are younger a uh, younger generation they are more accustomed to the new comics that the, now DC produces, which are darker, greedier, uh, moodier, and of course that re- those movies nowadays are reflect of those type of comics. While Marvel, even though Marvel also has a lot of comics that are a bit moodier, darker, grittier, and particularly all comics across the board are darker and grittier nowadays, but Marvel understands what really makes these characters, and uh, talking about, in this case, Marvel Studios, what really makes this characters so likable in the, I would say, on the view on the mindset of people that are not necessarily comic book readers. So yes, the the movies are a a little broader, more I would say inclusive, uh, but at the end of the day, they hit the mark because they are better produced films because at, at the bottom of it is the core elements that make this character so great. And that's what has made the difference for Marvel over the years versus DC. And I can uh, use so many examples about what DC is doing wrong, and I know some people are going to criticize this vi- uh, video saying that I'm wrong because DC is this, or DC is that, because there's so many different variations of the comic book stories, because there's darker comic book stories of Batman, darker versions of this, or Batman used to kill when he came out, and all of that. You know, And I know all of this, You know, I'm a comic book reader. I'm not a new uh, person into comics. I have read comic books my entire life, well, since I started learn to read so i'm over my over the 40 i'm 41 years old i'm gonna be 42 soon so i know comics i'm not a newbie i read i still read comics up to this day So I understand these characters. I I do also like grittier uh, toned comic book stories. However, I don't like when some, the reality of some comic book stories are changed or intertwined into some other stories and then the characters are a total different version of what they in reality they were at the beginning. It really changes the dynamics of these characters and the way people perceive these characters. An example, for example, we know throughout this week we, they've been talking about Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, uh, and I review it in my channel. You can actually watch the video. You follow me on YouTube on JP Sauer Reviews, and I will have the link for you. But Birds of Prey uh, opening weekend, I went with open expectations. I, I was really eager to see what was, uh, you know, what was the thing with it. You know, I didn't like the trailers. I understood what they were trying to accomplish. I I understood Birds of Prey from the comics. I love Gail Simone's version. Uh, It's a great version of the Birds of Prey. Uh, I read that series. So I'm coming with open mind. I always like, um, in this case, Harley Quinn. It's a great character. Even in the comics nowadays, she's still a good character. She's not a bad... She's crazy, she's wacky, but she's a good character. So I'm coming with expectations. Uh, you know, in this case, Margot Robbie is not a bad actress. I think she portrays a good Harley Quinn. So coming with a good expectations, and the film really was all over the place. It has, it, it had its good moments, but for the most part, the film was all over the place. And because it was all over the place, it didn't connect well with the audiences you know it was in disarray it was not a it really i wouldn't say it had phone again it had phone moments he got great moments or good moments of you know the, the in this case the action scenes and the music soundtrack so it looked cool he had a great concept but the story was all over the place, and ultimately it didn't work out so well. And of course, the message that was presented from the beginning it really con- it didn't connect well with a lot of people. To the point that a lot of people didn't feel the need to really go and watch it. That's the reason I only made thirty two point five millions uh, on uh, opening weekend. That was pretty much. It, it, it re- although a lot of people are saying that it didn't bomb per se because it's making money. It's not a hit or miss. It's just in between. It's nothing to write home about, and. And uh, it really failed as soon as Sonic came out. Sonic, uh, the first day they came out on Thursday, it was a very slow debut, but then the weekend was pretty strong and it made $100 million globally. And uh, it still continues to make money. And I enjoy Sonic, I also review Sonic in this channel. Uh, And um, I really had a good time with Sonic. It was not a bad film. Uh, It's now the most successful opening weekend for a, in this case a video game movie uh it surpasses uh in this case uh detective pikachu it made 57 million just in the u.s alone and uh detective pikachu make like 54.3 millions so it, it surpasses it's very popular it was full of kids and what i really love about sonic is that he respected the character it respected the spirit of the character yes the film was facing a lot of criticism because of the early design and we talk about it in the podcast here to last year it was heavily criticized to the point that they decided to redrawn everything went back to the i would say the drawing board they redo everything they took more time for for, for them to release the film but when they release it they really nailed it because they were respecting the source material now birds of prey did not respect the source material yes it, there's a lot of wackiness around harley quinn but when you introduce birds of prey when birds of prey is part of it and in birds of prey just a total uh, you know i would say a total transvesty of what it was or what it what meant to be it's just not good you know so it was definitely a decision by dc now we also have this week we we saw the trailer for um the upcoming of this case for the the suit for the new batman the robert Pattinson batman version and this movie that is, is directed by matt reeves i have great respect for matt reeves is a great director I, I wouldn't really say much about robert Pattinson. um i don't really know him as well as an actor i don't care much about the twilight films i don't care about the stuff that he has done in the past so i wouldn't say that it looks okay but of course people get so excited because of the suit and this is the problem with a lot of the audiences they just concerned about the looks and and that's one of the reasons why of course a lot of people defended snyder because say he's a great and i've seen those comments oh you know snyder it's a great you know visual director and he is he has a, a need for that you know he has a ability to be a great visual um director. He knows how things need to look. However, the way he directs stories and the way he parallels things with other things, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So this is the part where I feel a lot of, uh, and that goes back to a lot of the people that are really in favor of these new versions of, of, uh, I would say, of DC films. is because they love the darkness of it because they're accustomed to the comics of today. And the problem with the comics of today, there's a lot of darkness, but they don't have a lot of meat and potatoes of the stories that really will, I would say, keep you engaged because all it is is just sadness and darkness and greediness and a lot of this construction of these characters that have been, in staples of you know pop culture for years. And uh and that's what they do. That's how they push it. So these are total different versions, but they don't connect. With the audiences The same way that Marvel characters do Because this is the difference with Marvel You see Captain America in the film Is the same Captain America you saw in the comics Through the generations It's the same version of Captain America Yes, there are things that he's going to uh, do differently Because he's a modern version of Captain America But he's still the same at its core He's a patriot And at its core He's a person that is A a person that tries to do the right thing And defend those that cannot defend themselves That's what makes Captain America, Captain America And the same Captain America you see in the comics And the different variation in the comics throughout the years Is the same Captain America that we see in the film the same happened with iron man he's a party boy a person that thought himself the highest the highest thing ever until he was faced with the reality with his own mortality and then he becomes a, a person that is defender of justice and the right thing to do so you see this variation you see the green monster hulk a person that is really broken inside he's full of anger there's a lot of a lot of things in his life that he everything seems to go bad but at the end of the day he's still a person even his rage tries to do the right thing so you see these characters that are very relatable and this goes back to something that I do feel that that's the problem and it's always been the problem and it goes back to actually the beginning in the comics and we go back to the comics not necessarily because these characters have been disconstructed so much but it's more uh, uh, the way these characters were created and uh, when you come to think of it between DC and Marvel DC characters were created initially um, uh, pretty much a godly figures in so many ways. They were perfect, they were, you know, Superman was a perfect character, uh, Wonder Woman was a perfect character, of course they were created by d- different, uh, in this case, uh, writers, but um, they were different. Batman was a person that, the, all of them from the DC lineup, I think in, in so many ways, many people can agree, Batman was the most flaw of them. But the vast majority, they're very godlike, and uh, of course, it's always been, um, they're fun to write because they're all powerful. But at the same time, they're not as relatable because you know how can you connect with someone that comes from another planet that is super strong, has can fly, you know, he can do all sort of things, uh, you know, impossible things. Uh, so it's hard to really connect with somebody that is so good in everything he does. But then you see people like, you know, in this case, now you go to, with Marvel and you see characters that they're really flawed from the beginning, characters that are really broken. And uh, and that was the idea from the beginning, from Spider-Man, who is really there, nothing goes well for Spider-Man for Peter Parker. Uh, everything goes bad every the love of, it, of his life you know dies tragically you know he's always this chronic kid in, in high school you know and you know then he goes to college he's just a nerdy kid you know he doesn't have money to pay the rent he's always struggling he's always failing you know in everything he tries you know his enemies are always against him he loses his best friend too so all of those things are things that we can relate and they are relatable and every character in marvel that from the inception of many characters you see a lot of those flaws or those characteristics that make him human and more uh, relatable, and that's the difference I've always been between Marvel and DC. So I think back in the 80s, when Marvel, you know, in the 70s and 80s, when Marvel was really taking the industry by storm, uh, DC find ways to really start deconstructing these characters to make it more enticing for viewership. And that was happening in the 80s when we saw the invasion of British writers. And uh, that's what a lot of people say, well, a lot of these writers are the reason why this happened. And I wouldn't blame them. I think it was more an editorial choice by DC to really try to change the, I would say, the way people were perceiving these characters to make it more realistic. And, uh, and, of course, you see this darkening of a lot of these characters that still prevails up to this day uh, between DC characters because they have been deconstructed to make him more human. But the problem that they went into the deconstruction is to make him, instead of making him more human-like, more relatable, they make him more uh, angry more sad, more depressed, more, uh, you know, full of grief, full of, you know, I would say selfish in so many ways. We all are, we can say that we can share those things, but at the same time, they making they, they humanize him at some points to the point that even you see that reflected in the films. Like for example, when I was watching Justice League the other day, I watch him from time to time, and I see when Superman is revived. You know, they all the Justice League they revive him, and he almost killed Batman. He almost killed everyone. He was full of anger, and um, this is not the Superman from the comics. This is not the Superman from the comics at, at any point. Just for probably in modern times, yes, but not the t- the real Superman. So that was completely out of place, out of time out of the reality of these characters and the, the, the stories continue on the way batman behaves the when batman reacts on, on, on batman be superman um the selfish actually i would say actions of superman even through man of steel All of those things are really causing a big problem. And then you see films like this, Birds of Prey, that doesn't do well. Suicide Squad didn't do well. And uh, there's a lot of things that you are asking yourself, is really DC has a hand, I would say the handling of this, they do really understand. Do they really understand? What the audiences want and of course you know suicide squad is coming the newer with uh, james gunn i love james gunn it's a great director he has a great cast but then again it's going to be rated r that's the rumors we don't know yet but um i don't know what direction this is going to go and i do believe that suicide squad could be a great movie under james gunn uh if they really not just simply keep you know i would say not only to keep the bottle up you know in this case bottle up and all the information they have of everything they have of everything they can give in the film But most importantly, if they really respect the characters, but also, although these are villains, but they really entice, really, I would say the audience to see them in a different light, not in the light of these are just dark characters. And that's the problem, you know? And, you know, it's just... Something that I, I, I it really tells me that there is a problem, and the problem is also is because a lot of the audiences they expect now, particularly a lot of the younger audience, they expect this darkness and this greediness in in, in from DC that they just simply keep giving the clients what they want. And for example, I was just reading and uh, the revelations of Ben Affleck. He was sharing, um, I think, with Variety, he was sharing the fact the reason why he left Batman. Uh, he was going through a really a lot of problems with his marriage, through his divorce and everything. So he started drinking like crazy. so um the film of course the criticism you know there was a lot of stuff going on with the film the story so he was drinking heavily to the point that he was afraid to die so ultimately he decided to drop it for his own sake and uh just concentrate on his personal life and trying to find healing in his life and i you know i applaud him for that but definitely there was a lot of criticism when that movie was there was a lot of hate from a lot of audiences but it always goes back to the same problem That DC has is that there's a disconnection. There's a disconnect between what they are, uh, the characters that they're producing, what the reasons of the reasoning of these characters, and the way they envision the characters. So that creates a lot of turmoil among the fan base, which is very outspoken. The comic book fan base is very outspoken, and uh, they just and they're very divided. Uh, You know, uh, there's there's people that they just don't like these films, and there are people that they love these films. So they're they're very divisive, and um, and of course, you know, all of that can cause a lot of stress and if you're already going through a lot of stress of course it's going to create more stress and the problem is that they don't have a concise message as a, i would say dc doesn't have a concise message because they throw in things here and there some things are p13 some things are rated r some things are for mature joker has no connection according to this to any other film so they throw in everything they making things that, however it sticks to the wall they're just gonna throw it at you they don't have a vision and the problem with that is that if you don't have a vision that you cannot build a universe Universe, a cinematic universe. You cannot build it, and Marvel has done it because from the get-go they had the vision and they understood what the audiences wanted, and they produce and gave that. Of course, I have friends that they will tell me, and they say all the time, "Well, you want to have a counterpart to what Marvel does. You don't want something that is cookie, you know, cut, you know, just for everyone. You know, you want something that is different. And some people love DC because they say it's different. But the problem with being different is that at the same time, it really a changes lane it goes into a different route now i have no problem with dark characters again i love greedy stories too but it depends on the story and it depends on the characters if some characters have been created to be you know good characters or characters that are uh, i would say justice seekers or people that they just don't walk a different line they just do what's right regardless they're not looking at things on a gray way they everything is black or white like superman then stick with that, you know. Stick with that uh, that vision of the the the, the character that we was envisioned and created, and don't try to change it. Because if you're trying to change it, all you're doing is creating more chaos and discomfort among uh, people. Because ultimately. The success of this film has nothing to do with comic book readers. You know, there's comic book readers, but not as many as they used to be. It has to do with audiences. And a lot of these audiences have watched these characters, have seen these characters in multiple ways through television, through cartoons, through different movies from the past. From games. So they have this idea, this mindset, this vision of these characters. Uh, is broad, but still, it's a very... Um, concise vision or view of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. So stick with that. And when you stick with it, it really, it's, you know these movies get become successful and that's the reason why you can actually then try it out new other characters that are different and that's the thing what marvel is doing marvel now has the opportunity to, to try it out the eternals you know who would have thought that they will try something like that because they were very concise they're very specific with the main characters they stick you know with the truthness of that uh with the truthfulness of it and uh that's the reason why they were successful and they still successful and now they can you know venture into other type of characters well DC sticks around with the same characters over and over you get these you know now we have Wonder Woman but you know we have Batman we have Superman It's the same characters time and time again now Suicide Squad is going in a different route but it's Suicide Squad so you stick with the same thing you know you get the same results so it's time for them to really change the way they're doing the dynamics that they're they're doing and really go into a I would say a more open and really to listen because at the end of the day it's about listening to the audience that's what happened with sonic the hedgehog they listened to the audience they saw the problems and they they really apologized for it and they took time to build something that was really manageable and it's going to be successful and a sequel is going to happen is first for sure because they respected the source material, but also they respected the wishes of the audience. And of course, I'm not the type of person that I'm going to say that, you know, in this case, the artists need to bow down to the, the viewers. Uh, I don't think so too but I do believe that it has to be a certain level of respect, particularly with characters that don't belong to you, because these characters don't belong to these directors. Batman didn't belong to Snyder. It belongs to, I would say, DC, but it belongs in reality to the mindset and the psyche of generations that have watched and seen these characters develop and they see them in a different light. So don't go on a different route. Don't change the outcome. Don't change actually the, the meaning of these characters by just accommodating your own personal views, whatever twisted they are, just an it. Accommodated- create own characters and do that that's just my opinion uh, so this is how i feel about it uh, of course a lot of people are going to um maybe criticize me for that but in my opinion is you stick to the source material it stick to the truth and you will be successful uh, again my friends i want to say thank you for those who took the time to listen to the podcast and also to watch it i wish you a great weekend this weekend we have a lot of information for the collectible world prime one release some sneak peeks for their dc line but also we have toy fair over the weekend so we're going to be talking about it so if you're watching my channel uh jp sour review stay tuned for that we're going to talk about a lot of stuff about collectibles uh, but also uh, follow me on my gaming channel uh we're doing a lot of stuff we have a lot of reviews i still have reviews that are coming your way um stuff that i haven't produced that i've been planning to produce but I've been have, i haven't had the time but my friends thanks for listening thanks for watching youtube don't forget to like to comment and to subscribe and to hit the notification button here on youtube uh, and to share the podcast with your friends through social media my friends i'll talk to you again god bless bye bye